it's so tight. And I'm not talking about my asshole, brother. I'm talking about the league. We're going into week nine now. And I mean, man, I was going to mention it last week. But um, even more so this week, it's the same thing in our league. Uh, the team with the best record or several teams with the best record at five and three. And the worst record in the league right now is three and five. I mean, I'm not like just saying it because it's a very big cliche. I, I actually truly mean it. It's anybody's league still. I, you probably, as you hear that, this is no offense to someone who I'm about to call out. Clark, this is, this is not a shot at you. But you lost both the Henrys, right? So let's just pick on you as a team that got it rough this week. If I'm to tell you right now that it's anybody's game, I can guarantee you people would hear that. And this is me being honest. And I'll be like, oh, hell no. There's no way Clark has a chance at this. Uh, maybe another team like, uh, or maybe Sandy don't have a chance. No, I'm telling you, teams like that still have a chance. The trade deadline is not yet upon us in fantasy, unlike real life. There's a lot of time to make trades still. Uh, I honestly think that some teams are going to be starting to look for it now. I honestly am expecting some big trades coming in the next couple of weeks because I think some teams realize, yeah, uh, I'm fucked and I need to do something about it or just accept defeat. And I don't think anybody really does that. Nobody likes to accept defeat unless it comes to a real late certain point in the season. You're like, fuck, it's done. But not when you're two games behind the league leader and a win this week and a loss from one of the higher ups could literally make you, you know, a game back. Um, doesn't make it any easier for power rankings and things like that, but definitely a lot funner of a league when you know... Uh, at least record-wise, that... And we've seen, like, things happen where a team is supposed to win and they lose. And... Things like that are going to be huge going down the stretch. I mean, the, the there has been leagues where um, it's really tight, but this is one of the closest it's been in recent memory. So, I mean... Doesn't mean it's easy to predict games either. Don't, don't get it fucking twisted, but... I guess I got to do that then, huh? We went even last week. Three and three. Uh, I mean, not much to say about it. I, I was pretty confident last week, but some boys, you know, they let their teams let them down and me down out there. When I fucking put my faith in you in a prediction, I'm expecting you to make me look good, you know? Like... I don't know. That's just me. That's what? That, that's just me. Anyway, going into it this fucking week, lads. Furley told me to stop picking him, but if you play the Piss Cats, I mean, fuck. There's not even a guarantee we're going to have C-Mac back, and you know what that means. The Cats suck. I don't even care if they won last week. They suck without C-Mac. They ain't good. They got lucky last week. But they ain't good. So Furley... I'm picking you, sorry. You probably don't even want to hear it, but I'm picking you. I'm never going to say I'm going to be the team that I think is fucking better than me this week. Especially with the buys I got. I got fucking Tom Swift. 
All the fucking boys. Christ. But if you win, I would be very happy for you. And my team would probably fucking get ripped apart on Sunday, so. Next, we got Rich versus Neller. Nelson, Lou, I mean, they're in the dumps right now, man. It's tough. I mean, Clyde's probably around the corner coming back, so that's that's big for him. But, I mean, what the hell now? All of a sudden, is as if Neller's receivers, you know, couldn't get much worse. Kelvin Ridley is taking a break from football. Um, and we don't know when he's coming back. Uh, good on the guy. I respect it. But uh, in terms of when he's coming back, I have no clue. And uh, no one does. So that is definitely not ideal for Neller. I figure Neller's got some trades coming soon too. So, um, But this week, I think Rich is going to win against Neller. Neller's got some holes. And uh, I think Rich, honestly, looking at how his team's out there right now, it looks not even that bad. So I've seen worse. Clark versus Leg. Man, poor Clark. Tough fucking week, man. Like, whoo. <laughs> I don't even want to laugh because I know, like, the gods will hear me. The gods will punish me. I mean, they already have, but I mean, they can do 10 times worse to me. I mean, I just feel bad. It's just like you don't see something like that happen. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, Clark's team needs a lot of work right now, and you never want to be in a situation with Fournette, who's now probably Clark's, like, best player almost. Uh, you know what I mean? So to have the running backs this week looking how they are, David Johnson, Mike Davis, Philly Linz, like, both Houston running backs are out there. It's obviously not an ideal situation for Clark this week. So I also think Legro's team's honestly looking, uh, I don't know. This week, it doesn't even seem, ex- um, excuse me, fuck. This week, it doesn't even seem like Legro honestly has that many holes. I mean, like Rashad Penny and Amon are saying Brown. That's it. And then maybe when Odell's gone, he'll have to put Pollard in the lineup or something, but, or, or Boyd. But still, like, I ain't mad at that. I would definitely think he's got the upper hand this week. Put it that way. And now we got Trinkler versus Benny. And I mean, I know Trunz only has one quarterback. And I know for a fact, the last time, <laughs> this is the second time this season Trunz is playing with one quarterback. So you have to fucking respect the balls on the kid. And uh, the crazy part is this team's actually projected quite a lot with uh, one QB. Um, I think pretty much I am expecting for a couple like players on Ben's team to have big weeks. And I, last time Trends had one QB, he lost. Um, oh, man. You know what? He has one QB. Uh, last time I picked him, he lost. So I'm going to go Ben this time, you know. I mean, that's not to rule out that Trunz goes out and, and gets one. In that case, I'd probably say he could win. But uh, right now, he's only got one. So And he hasn't made a deal yet. So we're going to see if that, that happens. 
But next we got BG versus Sandy. And, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think both of these teams are just beat up. They both have holes this week. Like, not ideal for uh, Brody to be missing Metcalf, Antonio Gibson, and obviously he's still missing Kareem Hunt, who isn't back yet. And uh, Sandy, I mean, in just terms of injuries, he just still Gallup ain't back, and then Miles Sanders, Logan Thomas is actually expected to maybe return soon, so that could maybe be a nice boost for him. But, I mean, overall, I think that Boston Scott was a pleasant surprise for him last week. But uh, in this game, what will be important is Philly going to just completely abandon. Uh, sorry, I just sort of blanked out again. Jesus. Because someone is outside. I heard something and now I'm blanked out. Will Boston Scott outperform Kenneth Gainwell? Basically is what I think actually pretty important in this matchup. Uh, will Philly just abandon Gainwell until late? Like, like that to me didn't make sense. <clears throat> but it'll be interesting to see what they do this week. Um, it's actually looks like it's going to be a battle out there. But you know what? I'm going to give it to Brody. I still think there's there's a win in that lineup compared. To, and I don't know exactly if we're going to see Julio back this week. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of things that we're not, I'm unsure of on Sandy's side. I'm going to give it, say Brody's going to win. I don't know. Right now, he's projected low with his sales, but he's missing a couple pieces down in defense, so you never know. Probably would be almost close if he didn't. ESPN-wise, projection-wise, they would think it was a close game if Brody had a D-tackle and a corner in. But I'm still I'm thinking Brody wins. I don't know. I honestly think Bateman can have a big week. For some reason, I think there's no way that Minnesota's Secondary corners are like because obviously I think their best corner is going to be following Marquise probably. Uh, Bateman could be in for a big one. I don't know. I just think I. It's honestly close. I'm not even a hundred percent sure on this one, but I'm just still saving Brody because I believe in the kid. Now we got Knack versus Joe, and um, Knack is scrambling for a quarterback too. But as of the time I am recording this, I I think PJ Walker will be starting on Sunday. I I don't think it'll be Sam Darnold this week, so I'm not gonna take that really. In, I'm gonna take it into account as if PJ Walker's starting because I think that's probably the direction we're we're looking at as of right now. Um, If that was the case, oh man, you can't do that to me, boys. Big trade happens as I'm recording. Now let me look at this. Um, oh damn, it's going to be DK Metcalf. Pretty much just DK Metcalf. I mean, not like the other guys aren't bad, but. For T. Higgins, Jacoby Myers, and Jeremy McNichols. And, yeah, well, Marquez hasn't really been that good either. So that's not bad for Brody, I wouldn't say. Jacoby Myers has honestly been solid. T. Higgins looked like he picked it up last week. Tough to lose a guy like DK, but uh, you got to do what you got to do at that rate, right? So, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how those will affect their lineup this week, but 
I don't want to go back and fucking re-talk about it. So, uh, in the Joe versus Knack matchup, I actually, that's going to be a battle. Joe's quarterbacks are just a little too weak, though, this week, I think. And no disrespect to Mike White. If he comes out uh, on Thursday and does that shit again, I'll be like, okay, he's good. See, now, if you hear stuff in the background, I'm sorry. There's just no respect in this house. Just none. But um, there's no fucking life insurance either, fuck. You got Mike White and Trevor Simeon. I think if P.J. Walker doesn't go, it'll be a lot closer in terms of quarterback points this week. But I think he's gonna. So you know what? Let's just say I'm gonna go with Knack this week. And uh, that's my projections, dude. Like, I don't know what else you want me to fucking say. Now, a disclaimer before my power rankings. You know it's so fucking tight, man. Like, it's tight. It's just tight. I don't know what you guys expect from me when it's so tight. Fuck. It's so tight that the power ranking segment might not last more than a minute today. No, I don't know. Probably longer than that. Fuck. Anyway, we're going into it, man. Number 12. I'm putting the Sandy. And uh, I think they're just in a world of hurt. They need a win bad. Uh, and... I do think that it, things are looking slightly up. I think if Justin Fields maybe kind of found his group a little bit, if they let him play more like that, um, that'd be awesome. But I think that he still needs more, I don't know, production from everybody. And I think, like, it's still not even 100% if Corey Davis, Julio Jones, Saquon Barkley, Lap Murray, all those, like, he still has got so many injuries he's dealing with, man. Miles Sanders, Michael Gallup, it's crazy. He's, I think when it's 100% healthy, it seems a lot better. But right now, they're in the dumps. Next, we have Clark. Man, I don't even want to beat up on the guy. And you know what they say, speed kills. So let's just speed on by this ranking. We're going to move on to number 10, Neller. And, I mean, Neller, it's not even the fact that like he's just by far and away... Um, better than the teams under him i think it's it's all real close between them but uh like you just can't afford to lose calvin ridley you know what i mean like that's just such a hard l to take but i don't know hopefully now they're gonna make a couple moves and figure it out and upgrade his receivers a little bit it's kind of what he needs it number nine right outside of the playoffs climbing his way up week by week it's rich and rich actually just made a trade so i mean like probably maybe things could change slightly but i think um he's doing himself all right you know probably hear my dog only thing i would say is like you gotta drop horse cock because i kind of want him just for good luck or something. I don't know. I can see it. But yeah, I think Rich did a pretty good job of turning around. A couple of weeks ago, he looked like like season was um, definitely at risk of going down the complete shitter. But I think he's done a pretty good... Man, what are they doing? They're like hyping him up. They purposely know I'm talking in here. That's the reason. Also, Brian Edwards could actually have a pretty expanded role with 
Ruggs gone too, so that's something to keep an eye out on. Michael Pittman, a low wide receiver one, high wide receiver two, whatever you want to call him, but he's a baller. Keenan Allen is a Keenan Allen. The running backs are not that bad. He's finding guys that he can just rely on to get him points, you know? I think that's kind of important. Um, and obviously he's missing Jamal Williams, who missed last week. So it's probably good that the Lions have their bye week and he can get Jamal Williams healthy for next week and uh, go forward from there. But I think Rich did a pretty good job of bouncing back. I think he put himself in a position to be solid middle of the pack right now. At number eight. I put the cats of piss because the cats of piss may have had a good week last week, but I'm not um, disluding the fact that or avoiding the fact that I don't know. Disluding is a word. Did I just make that shit up trying to sound smart? Because that's awful if I did. But I don't think uh, it's a good team without C-Mac. And I don't think C-Mac's back this week. I'd expect next week. Even if he is back this week, it'd be worst case for us. I'd expect him to be limited out there, and that would just hurt us on fantasy. Uh, but it's nice to see him practicing again, at least. Um, and our defense helped us out last week. I don't want to avoid that fact. Like, we got a lot of points from them. So it was a pretty close game, and our defense is pretty much what the difference was out there. And Moose is having, like, a lot of holes and stuff like that. So I wouldn't even... I'm happy with the dub, but you know what? It wasn't the prettiest way to get it, but... Coming in next, we got Ben. And Bruce is 5-3, and three, man. He's just finding ways to get dubs. He's got the least points against still. And uh, he's on it. Like, it's not even like to knock saying, oh, he's got no points for. Uh, I, I wouldn't even really say that because Legro, you know, also 5-3. and three. He's got the same as Legro. And then it's not like you're trailing someone who's like uh trends you know then they're trailing by a lot more i think just certain teams have had it um scheduling go their way a bit so far but you got to take advantage of that and close the season out strong uh and i think ben honestly is still riding out with uh the arizona weapons and it's it's working because he's gonna have to this week with fant out and um Depending on when we'll see Curtis Samuel again, I'm not really sure either. But that is, yeah, to be determined. But I don't know. I still think there's just uh, players who can steal him games. Like Eckler is still absolutely a unbelievable RB1, RB3 right now. Josh Jacobs, since he's been back from his injury, has been steady. And I think that Diggs and company could have a big week this week. So, you know what? I think things are going to come up for Ben. And at number six, I put BG. And BG had a drop. But I think it's just BG got hit with some tough luck. Um, never ideal to, you know, he's obviously missing Kareem Hunt. In that sense, uh, I'm just reading. Uh, Browns Baker Mayfield, sorry, I just got sidetracked, was asked if he would accept an apology from Odell Beckham. Yeah, I think any sort of combo would go a long way. Is he hurt by it? Hurt? No. Surprised? Yes. Well, that's tough. I mean, what do you do right there in that situation? It's weird to see that Odell didn't come out and say, yo, like, that's my dad just talking crazy, like, on some LeVar Ball shit. Like, let him talk. But, you know, we tight. We're cool. Don't worry about what he says. 
let's just play. But that hasn't seemed to happen so far, so we'll keep an eye on that. I'm expecting an Odell release, so just saying that. But in terms of Brody right now, uh, I actually don't mind the deal because I think Jacoby Myers, T. Higgins are guys that you can count on to just come in and just steady week in, week out plays. Um, the only thing I'm going to wonder is T. Higgins getting flipped because he has Jamar Chase. I wouldn't expect him to flip Chase. I would expect T. Higgins maybe to get flipped now. Um, so who knows? I'll see. I got to maybe wrap up this podcast, so I'll hit him up for that. No, I'm just saying. I'm just playing. I don't throw my personal interests into this, man. And uh, it's going to be tough without Gibby. And Gibby, I think, honestly, not worried about what happened last week. I think they were just trying to be cautious with him going into the bye week to just make sure they didn't beat him up too bad and make sure he can get good enough rest. That's what I think what happened there. But um, other than that, I think also that it's just a matter of time once again before Trey Lance can take over, and that'll help Brody out a lot. I think that's underrated how that'll help him. So it's not out of it, though. Still grind. Still probably fucking on top of the league right now because he's the only 5-3 and three team, and he's got the... Uh, with the most points for, I mean, sorry, not the only five and three team, but out of all the five and three teams, he's got the most points for. Probably puts him on top of the league. So, but right now, just going through it a little bit. He would probably argue that it wasn't a little bit, and I would too. It's probably a lot, but if there's anyone who can slither out of it, it would probably be the guy whose uh, only championship happened the year he was absolutely beat up by injuries and made it back in waiver wire. So you know what? Wouldn't count it out. At number five, I put Knack. Him and Brody, I think, are pretty close. I mean, honestly, when both those teams are 100% out there. Um, I want to see what Knack does when it comes to terms with, like, his RB3. What happens when, like, Daryl is completely, like, not usable. Um, that's interesting. And, I mean, I, I think that overall, though, he's doing fine. He made I, I said the A.J. Brown, like, I honestly didn't think he would be performing like this i saw what he was doing early in the year and then i saw he was a little banged up i thought it was like going to be a bad year for aj brown he's completely turned the tide and looks like a high wide receiver one again like he looks like he's an absolute baller um it's almost like when julio was out there it was making him worse as weird as that is you would think it'd make him better just going against weaker corners but i don't know and I expect Kittle to be back soon and stuff. He has Lamar Jackson. Um, going to be tough this week to uh, have maybe one quarterback, but I don't even know if that'll be the case. Um, and I think, honestly, the, the flexes might need work when all is said and done. I Let me see. Uh, AB would be in there. And the second flex, I think, is just, that's probably what, K.J. Osborne or Sammy Watt right now. So not ideal, but that's probably what he's going to go out there and fix. So I'll be watching for that. But I think he's in a good position right now compared to some teams. At number four, I'm putting Furley. Um, still haven't really, you know, like, haven't had the production i guess you could say from someone like nick chubb to go like through the roof he had the 62 point game but other than that he's not even been like an unbelievable play like how many games over 40 since that 60 not saying sorry he was hurt he's had one game over 40 besides that 62 point game 
He's been on the cusp of it a few times, but I think I expected more from Chubb this year. Um, this is going to be a big week. Let's see how much he'll out-touch Dearness to see like what happens there. Um, but overall for Furley, I think he's just got a lot of bye weeks this week, so it's going to be just tough for him to kind of overcome that and try to get a dub out of it. But at the same time, he is playing the Piss Cat, so I would not count it out. Like We're really good at giving out dubs. Um, Judy out, not really worried about the slow start. It was his first game back, and honestly, I would just expect him to be fine going forward, but we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Mm, going down the list, though. There's a lot of buys. Holy. I guess he, I didn't see he had Cole Holcomb. Is he like a good line? He's LB4. Huh. Anyway, I think that Furley's also just 5-3, and three, and he's the only, like, second highest scorer behind BG. Yeah. And he's pretty much well ahead of Legro and Benny when it comes to scoring. So, yeah, we're going to leave him there. But at number three, coming off a big win, um, it's Leg. And I'm putting Leg here. I just think he has a lot of depth. Uh, yeah, he made a little... Um, uh... Yeah, I guess you could say he kind of got a little unlucky when it comes to Michael Thomas. Made a little mistake there, maybe. But, honestly, I don't think he's, he, he's like, completely uh, a top-tier team. But I think it's more so the fact he's got a lot of depth right now. A lot of running backs. Um, and, like, the whole bench, I think, is just full of players who are fantasy-relevant to an extent. Um but but really and truthfully, what's important is if he keeps getting top 10 production from both Stafford and Burrow, I think it's only really a matter of time before you have both those guys getting you points and then you have to have Tyreek steal you the odd game. You have Ezekiel Elliott. Other than that, though, man, it's going to be tough because I'm not sure what's happening with Odell. If Odell, I doubt, now. I doubt this happens. If he just doesn't get a situation resolved until the offseason and the Browns are like, yeah, we're not going to play him, then, I mean, that would be worst case. I think he's going to get dumped and a team will pick him up, but that's something to keep an eye on. And if that is the case with Allen Robinson already being, you know, so disappointing this season, Legros receivers would quickly become Tyreek Hill, Devonna Smith. Sorry, drop my phone. Devonna Smith. And Cole Beasley. And that's obviously not ideal. But as of right now, I think he's battling. He's he's pulling out wins when it matters. And uh five and three, so I respect it. I respect the hustle out there. At number two, I'm putting Moose. He's staying put. He lost to the cats with piss. Not a knock on his team. It was more so like he just kinda got unlucky last week. Um not ideal, though, to see what A-Rod's pulling out of his hat. And obviously, QBs could be hurting a little bit this week. Um, if Moose is to lose this week, he's under 500, which is crazy to say. Because when all teams are completely healthy, I think that Moose has the best team. Um, he's still going to be waiting on David Montgomery to return. Russell Wilson's return is right around the corner. And Michael Carter was actually looked really good. Could have been like almost his arrival as, you know, a fantasy starter week in and week out confidently. Um, 
but yeah, man, I mean, I, I, if he had A-Rod and Russ in this lineup right now, I'd still be a big fan of it. So I think he can just turn it around. Big game this week for him, though. But at the top, I'm putting Trank, man. And I, I, I know he's only got one QB this week, but I still think, like, his team is just on fire. Um, they slipped, what, last week? They lost. Um, or whatever, however you want to say it, two weeks ago, last week, being the week that just passed. But um, I think what is low-key a bummer for him, though, now is... I wouldn't say Saquon plays this week, but obviously Booker being a starting running back, those days are coming slowly to an end, and Marlon Mack didn't get dealt. I mean, that was something I really thought was going to happen and was going to end up giving Trends another asset. But that is a little disappointing. And, I mean, he's obviously got a few injuries. A couple of boys were banged up. But overall, his team is performing. When this guy was losing, they were games he shouldn't have been losing. He was putting up ridiculous points. Trends is, like, the team that could easily be seven or six wins right now. Like, easily. But, yeah. So much for a one-minute power ranking. Well, pisser. Well, shitter. That's what we're talking about here now. Who did I say last week? I said, well, was Sam Darnold. Oh, he got killed. Damn, that's another guy I always said would be well and he got mocked. Antonio Gibson did not have the best performance. And Jared Judy did not have the best performance. Uh-oh. Shit, A-Rob, well, that's just an easy way out. Miles Gaskin at 14. Honestly, by his measure, that's pretty fucking good. And Trayvon Diggs, I did call, would not have an interception. That's a dub. Don't care how you look at it. This week, though, another Diggs is making it, but on the well. Stephon Diggs has been somewhat disappointing this season. Uh, Actually, pretty disappointing. Uh, Hasn't had a game over 40 this week. He's going over 40. Calling it. Playing Jacksonville. They're weak, I expect it. Uh, Next, Deontay Johnson. On Monday night against the Chicago Bears, they are a pretty bad team. Um, A secondary that's honestly been pretty abused this year. So I definitely expect um, Deontay Johnson to have a big game. Maybe anyone on the Steelers could have one, but I think more so Deontay. I think that's kind of Big Ben's go-to guy, so I think it's just easiest to put him out there. My next well will be... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My next well will be Tony Pollard. I mean, Broncos just stink, man. Like, bad. They just traded away Vaughn Miller, who was literally their best run defender by a mile. Like, Vaughn was actually a guy who shifted the game, you know? Um, yeah. If we made Dearness Johnson look like that with Vaughn, I don't want to know what anything's going to happen. But I can expect Tony Pollard more so has that speed, other uh, uh, that breakaway speed that Zeke doesn't I think that he could break off a big run or make a couple big plays this weekend I do I think Denver's really notorious for giving that up um I don't know why I picked him over Zeke but I don't know I think something sticks out maybe Tony Pollard was in my dream or something for shit I'm going feeling feeling's been good for two games so I think that honestly means he's bound to turn it around he's been pretty inconsistent so 
Um, yeah, and I think that, honestly, Vikings, I don't know what happened last week, but you don't want to lose to Cooper Rush, man. So I definitely don't think they can beat Lamar Jackson. And uh, while I do think it could potentially be close... I'd still not liking the odds of feeling if he even has Marlon Humphrey following him. I don't know. I don't know. That, pretty much just consistency-wise, I'm saying Thielen's done this week. It's coming to a fucking slip. Back to 10 points. My next shit's going to be Odell Beckham. And that's probably because he won't be on a team on Sunday. Or he might. Probably won't be the Browns. I don't know. Um, it's a disaster, which what what's going on there. And obviously earlier I mentioned that quote from Baker. Um, yeah, man, I, I, that's an easy one. I'm playing. Odell's just a little bit in a shitty situation right now. It's like someone shit on his chest or something, man. It's unfortunate. And my last shit is obviously Henry Ruggs. Be my shit this week and for every other week that I'm alive because this motherfucker is a dumbass. I don't know what is going on in that man's head to be doing what he was doing. He's never touching the field again. He's never sniffing an organization again. The only thing he'll be sniffing is fucking cellmates butt at fucking midnight. So i don't know man it's not an ideal situation for the raiders this season so you got to feel for them but hey i'm sure there's going to be a couple inmates in the raiders fan base that'll welcome rugs with uh open arms into their cell